0: Welcome to this week's FoxCast, I'm Sonny Fox. It seems that we've been losing a lot of comedians lately. First, we lost Tim Wilson not that long ago, we did a special show on Tim. Then we lost David Brenner, and unfortunately, a few days ago, the great John Panette passed away at the age of 50. And luckily, I had the pleasure of interviewing John a number of times, and tonight I want to share that first interview, the very first time we got together, the great John Panette. Uh... It was the first time we met, as I said, and of course it was, uh, <laughs> it was the fat man versus the aging hippie.
1: Put the fucking bong down <laughs> and, just, and just start telling now me. Now,
0: there's a way to start a show. This I is John Panette talking.
1: How I can't smoke pot. I went to Jamaica.
0: How about a hello first?
1: You're hi, on the air. Oh, hi, everyone. This
0: is John Panette, of course. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. How
1: are you? I'm great. Good. It's really <laughs> good to be here. Now, what about uh, bongs? No, well, this is, you know what? I go to Jamaica. Uh, I've done some, uh, you know, like I do cruise ships once in a while. Uh-huh. In Jamaica, they, you know, first of all, they well, they offer your pot on the beach. Oh, sure. And I told I can't. Can't smoke. Pot. I will eat this island <laughs> if I get the munchies. I mean, I will and I'm not talking about hitting a buffet or two. The island will be gone well will be something of folklore.
0: I think it's a miracle you survive a cruise. All it is is food. Oh, they have a midnight buffet. <laughs> I
1: know, I, know. I love that shit. I love Mid- wake up, you gotta eat. Hold on, let me grab my bathrobe.
0: I used to walk out at midnight and look at the people that are going to the midnight buffet and see the guilt look on their face. Well,
1: they train you so like if you don't eat every hour and a half, you think you're gonna starve to death. <laughs> Talk about your carb loading.
0: Now, we already got in the buffet, so we might as well continue. Vegas. Now, I went to the Rio one time, and they had lobster I mean, all you can eat. And you put Lops it on your tail.
1: chest and you eat it like an otter. <laughs> and sometimes the pit bosses start talking to each other and mumbling. You know, what is this shit? I mean, he's been here three hours. I mean, lobster, you know how much fucking lobster cost? I mean, all I'm saying is all I'm saying is he's been here three hours and he should get the fuck out. That's what I'm saying, Jimmy. Have you ever? I'm saying he lost a thousand dollars at blackjack. He's pissed off. But I'm telling you, he gotta get the fuck out of here. I don't know who he is, but but he's eating a lobster on his chest. I got the president of the casino calling me because this fuck his mother's at the buffet and she can't get a fucking lobster because this son of a bitch is here putting them on his chest. Now, what the fuck is that? Shouldn't we? You put up a sign. Do not put lobster on your chest. Get him the fuck out of here. We wouldn't have this shit in the old days, you know. you take him outside. We're Sammy so was here those when Sammy was here that shit didn't happen people the line is so long cause people are staring July was fun yeah that went to Vegas it's a buck 20 there 120 degrees it's a dry heat this is what they're telling me is they're taking me into the ambulance it's a dry heat Mr. Panette clear Bang, we got them back. Boop, 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 boop. You're gonna make it, Mr. Panette. Thank God it was a dry heat. A hundred and I stay in the casino. Don't get me wrong, I lose a lot, but I get them at the buffets. I mean, $8.95, all you can eat. The house has lost its advantage. I'm at the prime rib counter, going hit me again, <laughs> hit me again. <laughs> I worked at this one place, the Sahara. They haven't had me back, surprisingly enough. All you can eat breakfast, two forty nine, two forty nine. Yeah, are you shitting me? I'm uh, I can eat more than two forty nine with the toast. I was there for an hour. They gave me chips to go back and gamble. 249, you don't understand. I'm going to clean your ass out. Show me the buffet. Show! Mr. Panette, you just lost $2,000. Would you like another marker? Show me the buffet. They have some great ones there, too. They have this all-you-can-eat seafood one. Those crab legs, I love those. I put them on my chest, I eat them like an otter. Don't you love the way those otters eat? They have to, like, open up abalone and clams and shit to go, give it to me, I'll smack the shit out of it. I'll get it open. (laughs) I wanted to keep an order in the bathtub just for that. I can't get this far. Give it to me, John, I'll do it. (laughs) They have spirit, those orders. I like that. They'd be great at a buffet. Actually, the only thing that really pisses me off about buffets And this happened in Las Vegas and Lenox City Actually, most buffets I go to The lines at buffets All-you-can-eat buffets Horribly long lines I don't understand It's an all-you-can-eat buffet And there are lines down the street Why? You pay when you get in There's a bunch of food You go up, you grab the food, you sit down And repeat the process over and over again But yet there are horrible lines. People starving to death at the end of the line. Why? I'll tell you why. Skinny people. Skinny people, I love you, I really do. But at the buffet, you piss me off. You know why? Because you browse. You look at the food. You ask questions. Oh, now, look at that over there. That looks good. Now, is that chicken or fish? It's chicken! (laughs) Grab it and get out of the way! You look at the shit so long, it's going to go bad! And I'm back there with an empty plate. What's going on up there? I try to maintain my cherub-like demeanor. I had this skinny little bastard in front of me. Oh, he was pushing my buttons. He, was, he wasn't picking a thing. He had like a piece of lettuce on there. He's going, oh, everything looks so good. Well, then why don't you pick something? Grab it and get out of my way. When you're at the buffet, don't be looking. Grab and move what you do you grab and move grab and move grab and move keep the line moving you should see me at the buffet I'm like a ninja people don't even see me go up I don't even know what I got till I get back to the table oh look they have ribs I didn't know that
0: John Fenesta, I guess. We brought up Frank a moment ago. Now, you've opened for. The Pointer Sisters, Miami Sound Machine. Oh
1: God! I, you know what I did a lot. I did, uh, I did, I toured a few times with Mr. Sinatra. Okay, did, let's like, talk about that. Are, like a lot of arenas.
0: Now, how the hell does that happen? All your biography says is Frank asked him to tour. That don't happen. No, he, it didn't. He, he it didn't, called it, you on the it, phone. No, you know what hey, happened? Hey, Tubby, you're going
1: with me. Yes, I mean, so he called happened? me the fat kid. I like the, the fat <laughs> kid. Is funny. <laughs> you see the fat kid out there? He's you know funny. I like him. You should. We took him to dinner. We watched the meat. You should see a meat. Get him another steak.
0: Now you don't say no to Frank. I mean what did he say? You're coming with he me. He thought
1: I was Gleason, they didn't tell him.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. What did he say?
1: No, we what happened was is that uh you know, it was is a thing where my agency did the, the overall packaging for that, you know, those you know, the original tour was like uh and
0: Minnelli and, Dem- Minnelli
1: and, and right. Dean Martin and Dean lasted about two shows. Right. And then it was uh, uh you all Sammy right? Sammy Frank excuse, I'm burping <laughs> up Red Bull here. I'm on like Get my third a Tums. Red Bull.
0: All right. Anyway, so your agency. And
1: and uh and so they you know, I guess it was uh Shirley McLean and Mr. S. And they needed like somebody to do ten minutes. Now Tom Dreesen did a lot of work, you know. Usually was the opener or Brad Garrett, but I got it for like a you know a couple of tours, and I did Vegas with him. So it was. I mean, hanging out uh, with Frank at all? Yeah, you know, you'd be invited to dinner, you know, and it's, it's dinner is at ten, and don't be there at ten o one. And it was. Uh, and
0: you had to quit eating. When I he mean, did. the
1: food. No, they loved. <laughs> I mean, eating the wine. You got Chateau Margot, <laughs> seventy five. You got Latour seventy five. And, you know, that's all that Frenchie, uh, fancy French wine they got. That's, uh, what would Frank eat? He, he would eat either Italian food, Chinese food, the desert, and who won? Like, oh, I can, I, I'm can getting a chubby. You're all chubby, Yeah, exactly. I ain't heavy on your brother. <laughs> uh, they would make, like, uh, the New York-style chicken chow mein. And it was unbelievable. They didn't have it on the menu, but Mr. S wanted it, and they made it. It was unbelievable. I remember that night, I was... uh eating Chalmain and uh, chasing it with tequila. And I did an impression of Liza Minnelli at the table. I threw a glass of water in my face and sang a song from Gypsy. (laughs) I I swear to God, one minute, you know, Mr. S is talking. The next minute, the tequila kicks in. I throw a glass of water in my face because, you know, she sweats like Elvis. And And I start singing, 88 bucks, Papa! <laughs>
0: well, that's what you get from mixing cultures. Yeah. Chinese no, food and gill.
1: Yeah, no shit. I'd like to talk a little bit about Chinese buffets. Um, I I don't know if you knew this new development, but I'm not allowed anymore. They all have my picture with a big slash through it. No buffet. Buffet not for you! Son of a bitch! You order from menu! You order a la carte! A la carte, yes. It's not my fault that with Chinese food, you get hungry again. Why is that? And it's a different kind of hunger. You go from full to starving. (laughs) Nothing in between. You go, oh, my God, I can't believe I ate all that chow mein. Hey, look, they brought egg rolls. (laughs) Two, please. I went to a grand opening of a Chinese buffet. I got a flyer in the mail. And it said grand opening. And I go there with a couple of large mammal friends. (laughs) And the owner meets us at the door. We closed. It says grand opening, pal. No, we closed. No buffet here. We dry clean now. I do your jacket, ready Friday. Now go. You cause trouble. Son of a bitch. I went to this one Chinese buffet and I must say, the, the owner was a little rude. I mean, he'd come out every hour. And... <laughs> Look, he's still here. <laughs> he go there. <again. laughs> what he was doing, I found out, was putting more MSG in the food as I went up. So about the seventh or eighth time, I was slipping into an MSG coma. I, was, I had that never say die spirit, though. I was crawling to that buffet. Must get to Lomain. I give him enough MSG to kill an elephant. He still keep going. You can't stop him! You go now! You're here for an hour! Why you here for an hour? You don't come here anymore! Why you have spare rib? You're so big! Eat vegetable! Eat broccoli! You'll scare my wife. <laughs> you go now. He was so mad. Oh, boy. Chinese buffet did not go well.
0: John Penance, I guess. By the way, your comedy career, if you want to call it that, when you were an accountant, Back when you were crunching the numbers,
1: I was a terrible accountant.
0: Yeah, well, I can believe you, but uh, yeah. you, you did impressions.
1: Yeah, I want you to do my books too. <laughs> <Sonny. laughs> <laughs> you did impressions, including, including hey, where's Sonny? He had my checkbook. Where's <laughs> <laughs> <Brace> my car? <laughs> you did impressions, including
0: the Chipmunks and Ethel Merman.
1: Oh God, that now was you're an a Ethel Merman fan. Long time ago, All, you know what? I used to do Ethel Merman um, singing the Doors. Let me know. What's here? People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces get ugly when you're alone. <laughs> come on, come on, now touch me, babe. I'm gonna love you. <laughs> Ethel Merman sings The Grateful Dead. Living on red's vitamin C and cocaine. All my friends can say is ain't it a shame? <laughs>
0: She was quite a woman. She really was. That's,
1: you know, and she did kind of like a pop. Do you remember she did like a pop CD? Oh, yeah. Well, she, CD,
0: she, a record. She tried to stay with the times. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them did. Dean Martin and a couple, you know, they all try to do the Beatles. or whatever, right, 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 right. Yeah, She was great in Mad, Mad World. Remember
1: that? Yeah, she was actually, what are you doing? <laughs> Mama, would you stop it? Would you just listen to me, you big dummy? Hey, by the way, speaking of mama, one Sorry, thing. I sound like the guy from The Wizard of Oz. Who no. rang that bell? Yeah, she okay, was only
0: destroying ahead. our equipment here, but that's okay. Am I uh, too loud? No, not at all. Okay. Loud? Yeah, no. uh, only the way you dress. No. Thank uh, you. By the way, uh, let's go back. You mentioned mama. None of your bio says anything about. Where were you? Where'd you grow up? Okay, I was. Where'd you, where'd you grow up? Uh,
1: I was uh, born and raised right outside of Boston, Massachusetts, now. No, no, no. Malden, Massachusetts, and. Um, I know you went to college in Massachusetts. Yeah, so. I went. to, You know, it's like the same. You know, my my neighborhood was uh, like half Irish, half Italian. And, um, you know, my father was a bartender at the Irish-American, so I grew oh up basically God. in a bar. You know, I'd go visit my dad at the Irish-American and I'd we... see all his buddies. That's where I learned started my, you know, dialects and stuff, because he had all of his friends from Ireland. And they'd come up to me and go, oh, you're Bobby Panette's kid, aren't you? Well, really? like, geez, you're a fat little boy. You know, back in the old country, we were starving. We would have eaten you. Hey, I'm going to give you a dollar. You're going to buy candy, aren't you? Because you're a fat little boy. I had a wonderful childhood. (laughs) You were were always large then? Oh, yeah, Yeah? absolutely. Listen, you know what? It kind of, you know, I I don't want to use the genetics card, you know, because I I do flat out eat too much, too. Although I'm, I'm dealing with it probably better. Than I have ever have in my life. But um, you know, you go you know, my family is, you know, they're big. You go to a Pennett family reunion. They're eaters. You too? see a skinny person, you go, and you are married to <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Now this bar must have provided with uh, you with an audience too. Right? Oh,
1: that's where I start I started um when I was like five or six, I, I would do voices from the Wizard of Oz. You know. <laughs> Munchkins? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you
0: can do a sped-up voice. How do you do that? I don't understand. A what? A sped-up voice, a, a, a munchkin come voice.
1: Come out, come out, wherever <laughs> you are. I'm oh, going to have
0: nightmares after hearing that. Are you, a, a, here are with you that. a
1: good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> As mayor of the munchkin city in the county of the land of Oz, we welcome you most legally. But we've got to verify it legally.
0: Now, let's hear him do at The Doors.
1: Um, okay, let's, uh, love me two times, babe.
0: (laughs) You'd be a lot of fun. A few beers and he'd be going all night long.
1: I bought a house in Pennsylvania near my family. I have family that I'm always flying there to see. My sisters, my brother-in-laws, my nieces, my nephew. and, And I'll buy a house near my family. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm the youngest by nine years. I have one sister in Pennsylvania. She's a health nut. We're very close. (laughs) We go to a restaurant. I order, she said, he'll have a salad. So I have to order at another table and pretend to go to the bathroom a lot. (laughs) My other sister, she's going to decorate my house because I'm always on the road. She's going to be my interior decorator. Now, I don't know what that is. I grew up poor, and not the kind of poor where you go, we were poor but we never knew it. I was certain of it, and I was not happy about it. Periodically I would say, hey, just want you to know that I know we're poor. So, I can't do anything with a house anyways. I've lived on the road, you know, half of my life. When I bought the house in Vegas, the first week I put the dishes outside for room service. <laughs> Home Depot. I went to Home Depot. First of all, you could die in there, they'd never find you. <laughs> Second of all, I realized everything here needs assembly and started to hyperventilate and had to wait in a car. I can't work on anything in the house, if you can do home improvements, if you can do repairs, that's craft. That's God-given talent. I shouldn't do it. I just know I shouldn't do it. If something goes wrong, I call. It made a spark. I'm leaving now. <laughs> call me when it doesn't do that anymore. But I didn't have to worry about anything in Pennsylvania because I had my interior decorated to take care of the house for me. She's gonna decorate it. She's gonna shop for the furniture. She's dragged me to 80 furniture stores. I've lived there 18 months. We're still going to furniture stores. I almost killed one furniture guy. I said, I'll take this couch. We'll order it for you. It'll take 14 weeks. It's right here. Help me get it in the truck. (laughs) No, this is our floor model. If we give you this, people won't know what we have. Yeah, but you don't have it, so help me get it in the truck. I went to one furniture store, I heard angels, ha ha ha, lazy boy. Yeah, my furniture's in there, it has my name on it. My sister brings stuff over every day that I'm off the road to decorate the house. She brought over a chestnut roasting pan. It's from the 18th century. Wow, that's great. I was walking around the kitchen the other day going, Where's my chestnut roasting pan? I said, Well, I guess I'll go get some chestnuts. She said, No, it's just to hang up on the wall. No! You'll pay $250 for that! Out of my money, I'm roasting chestnuts in it. I don't care if I burn the house down. I'm originally from Boston, as I said, and I have an autographed shirt of Larry Bird in my kitchen. I come back from the road, and it's been taken down and replaced with a picture of a giant pear. (laughs) And she's in front of the pear going, now isn't that better? And I'm, I don't wanna hurt anybody's feelings, but, what a giant pear! Was I eating a pear one day and going, this pear! It's so good I wish I had something to remind me of it For the rest of my life And then I asked her I said where's my Larry Bird shirt Oh I put that away Where She has a bad memory And so I'm going where Away Somewhere And she does that with a lot of my stuff She puts it away so on my days off from the road, I walk around the house looking for all my stuff that's gone away. Why does everything I love go away? And the neighbors see me wandering around the house. Look at that poor little man. He wanders and he's so sad. They can see me because there's no blinds in the house. Yeah, I got, I got an estimate for blinds. you know about blinds? They're expensive. I didn't know that. They want like $5,000. I'm not paying that. If I walk around naked long enough, the neighbors will chip in. (laughs) How are you, Mr. and Mrs. Lipinski? How about brothers and sisters? Uh, I have uh, two sisters and a brother. I'm the youngest by nine years. Oh my God, so I was always like the little baby like
0: well they, they were too much older to really pick on you though
1: well you know, exactly exactly. Yeah. So actually really everybody was out of the house pretty much when you know when I was going to you know later on in grammar school yeah. and in high school
0: what so. What were some of the nicknames you acquired in school?
1: Tiny <laughs> Absolutely, tiny, tiny. It's the only nickname I ever had.
0: Really, is your mom and dad still with us? Are they? All... No,
1: no. My mom passed away when I was eighteen. Wow. Oh. So and dad uh, went when I was twenty-five.
0: How about your brothers and
1: sisters? Oh no, this. You know, I lived. I live uh, a town away from either sister, and you know, I see my brother all the time.
0: Are they so. proud of you being on TV? Oh
1: yeah. I mean, I did Borgata in Atlantic City last week. Oh yeah. And you know, twenty comps. And uh, you know it's uh, uh, you know it's like I'm ticket master. I mean I love doing it, but uh, you know okay. And we need two now. Do you know Monica from the school? You know, can we get her? T- uh, yeah, uh, sure. Anything. <laughs> I mean it, it's it's nice, but I I wouldn't want to do it all the time.
0: Uh, you're into acting. You've done, how many movies you done so far? You remember?
1: Um, oh God. Well, you know what I did, basically what i was offered and 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 i still do and i'm glad to. i tell jokes in saloons so when people say you can take a couple of weeks off and do a movie i do it i guess i first started um i did revenge of the nerds three and four <laughs> that was does <those laughs> when you the, played a nerd those was i was the, one of the new generation of nerds i played an english nerd and his name was trevor goeth
0: Oh, you had and an accent. Yes. That was a challenge. Although I've
1: been to England, and there just, they just aren't any big people in England. I mean, they're just not <laughs> fat there. So it was a real stretch for me now. So I so I had the English accent throughout the whole movie. It's really wonderful to be here. Now, how
0: did you study for that? Did you watch tapes? You know
1: what? It's just, you know. Just it's bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> so like, you know, my friend Steve Zacharias wrote the scripts. He wrote the original nerds, so he wrote three and four. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's kind of puttering away at the computer. To write this down.
0: <laughs> 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 you, uh, I get the impression from what I read that you sort of really enjoyed doing Parker Lewis, though, because I was
1: the, Parker Lewis was great.
0: And you played uh, refresh everybody's mind. You played uh, the, uh,
1: the coach Hank Kohler. I played on the final year, and uh, you know I was uh, smitten with Melanie Chartoff, who was the principal, Grace Musso.
0: So you got to do love scenes.
1: Yeah, I did do a few love scenes. A few, you know, a few love, uh, you know, that uh, dream sequence uh, dance number. <laughs> I never thought I'd get to do that, but I got that one. God bless the dream sequence. Oh, absolutely. You know who wrote those, too? Was, uh, one of the writers was Roger Schillman, who, uh, I mean, they wrote great stuff for you. Roger Shulman wrote, ended up writing uh, some of Shrek. Okay. So they had some great writers on there. And no. it was, you know, it, you know, it's, it, it, you know, obviously, I usually get the part of the big guy, the, you know, the, you know, the lovable slob, and, right. and you know, there's, there's not a lot of uh, depth to the part, but Parker Lewis had a lot of depth to it.
0: Speaking of depth, uh, you, we mentioned Jackie Gleason earlier. Uh, That's right. I don't know whether it's because you went through a life of being, you know, singled out because you were huge or whatever, but is it true that most uh, overweight guys, comics, really one day want to do that? tragic fat man dramatic role kind of thing i
1: i i don't i i don't think so i i i well i think they want to i i i think they that uh you want to be taken seriously as an actor i think that's not so much in the you know we don't all, all want to be gigo <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, god who does
0: i mean based on the success of that movie yeah exactly <laughs> although
1: you know he was he, i mean he was brilliant in it but i mean it's depressing as shit just...
0: yeah. well would you rather be a bad guy or, or a lovable hero uh,
1: you know what i, I would I, I i like to try everything i did the punisher yeah what did you play in that i, I was didn't see i it. was the you know i was mr bumpo the the, the lovable slob neighbor and you know it's it, like a uh, gratuitous fat joke in 543 <laughs> Hold the slice of pizza higher Mr. Panette. certainly <laughs> Is this a good angle for the pizza
0: Don't eat the pizza Mr. Panette. just hold it up
1: But you, you know what it was um it, it was uh you know I mean it was a serious movie I mean it was a, it was right. a really violent movie and um and I got to do you know have a little depth on screen. Did I you mean, get killed? Sweet character. No, I didn't. I I got to sing opera in it though. Really? Well, you know, I lip sync a on a mobile. I always the two big
0: grooviest things to do in the movie: would be a bad guy and get killed.
1: Yeah, I. You know, we'll see. <laughs> Next one, maybe I'll be a bad guy that gets killed.
0: Now you've worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger, right?
1: I just did the one scene there. Uh, at uh, with him, and Danny in, with
0: da- him and Danny DeVito,
1: and with uh, him and Danny DeVito, and. And God, I, I, again, it was uh, it was something like I hadn't. It's kind of like after um, after Parker Lewis, and and it hadn't worked like a lot. You know, it's it really started doing well in stand up and, and working a lot, but it hadn't you know was work. It, the director was Ivan Reitman, of course, who has directed you know pretty much all the all the you know some of the great comedies.
0: Ghostbusters.
1: You know, so, Ghostbusters. He produced Animal House, right. uh, Stripes. So it, he's worked with was, comics a lot. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. He must but,
0: see. He must see the quality in comedians uh, that. Uh, you
1: know how I. You know what the uh, the actual uh, interview was is that you know it just had a few few lines to read, but I uh, I, I interviewed with uh, my name's Dewey Oxburger, but my friends call me Ox.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: doctor said I swallow a lot of aggression and a lot of pizza. So that was John Candy's line from Stripes.
0: Cool. Talk about acting. Uh, perhaps your one of your most famous roles was the uh, the fellow who got in the car accident during on the last episode of Seinfeld. Uh, and that was a very watched uh, program. Uh, the final, the finale. Do, do people uh, recognize you in public? They yell, "Hey, it's the fat guy with the car that broke down." Or do they pester you? Do you get a lot of reaction?
1: You know, you know how some people. It's I. I don't expect that 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 people will know who I am or, or what I do or anything. You know how you get into conversations. Yeah, well, I'm a comedian. I hate lying to people about what you do, and you always get into conversations. They go, "So, what have you done?" Right. And uh, you know, seventy million people watch the Seinfeld episode, but I haven't you know ran into one fucking person that said, "Oh yeah, that's right." Really? Yeah, everybody I talked to never saw the fucking thing, that know who Seinfeld is. You know you know, and here I am being all grandiose. You know, uh, I'm the guy that put him in. Jail. I was the guy to put him in yeah, what what was it? Seinfeld do you know Seinfeld at all? Yeah, so it it's uh What did you think of that was, last it, was episode? A, it was a it was a really great uh thing for my stand up because it, it was a point where i wasn't doing a lot on t v and it it really gave me a boost and uh and I was able to i mean the more stand up you do if if you work at it as a craft, the better you get so it it really able enabled me to to go out on the road and and, and do the interviews and sell the tickets and so I, I mean, I take a bullet for Jerry for putting me in that. How'd you uh, get that role? you know what they called up, and Mark Hirschfeld was the, is the casting uh, guy for NBC, and he had cast me before, and I you know they needed a big guy, and and they said yes, yeah. so they, I didn't even, my man, I was in Vegas, and I was going to Appleton, Wisconsin. <laughs> to, to I can't a, do it. I'm going. Yeah, to Yeah, you can't go to Appleton, <laughs> so I canceled Appleton at the last fucking. My minute. God, you'll never. Oh, the letters I got. <laughs> <laughs> they're nice in apple to wisconsin they love me cause hey, by they, the way they 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 love to eat those fucking crazy people There.
0: speaking of tv shows uh are you thinking is that in the back of your mind have they pitched you at all i you mean know, cbs everybody on cbs is fat king of queens i every prefer guy. a
1: large mammal oh i'm sorry um generously <laughs> proportioned yes, i mean exactly. i can think of a million ways to say it uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, listen. You can you can put it any way you want. You're, you're fat. You're blessed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're exactly. blessed with. Uh... Listen, if we were on Survivor, I would win. Because <laughs> no, I, I just sit there until everybody dies as people come, I, Have people come up with People ideas? go to rescue me, they go, you look good uh, He's on a roll, face. folks Okay, go ahead No, are,
0: are you, are, Have they approached you to do a series at all?
1: You know what, it, it, you, you talk about that stuff I'm doing the Montreal Comedy Festival in, uh, in July Oh, we're going to be there I'm going to do a one-man show Oh, So I'm doing that at a the theater for the whole week because I've done all the gala stuff and everything, and it's, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's always been really good for me. Uh, Panette is actually, like, you know, French-Canadian. It is? And it's ne- Panette means little pine tree. And if you look a certain way, you can kind of see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah, <no>, I doubt <laughs> <So. laughs> Okay, so, what so, angle do you want me to use? <laughs> so... so, so. So you know what? We'll, we'll see what so
0: happens. So you're now. Wait a minute. This is a major leap from these crappy clubs that you wouldn't want to turn the lights on to see the floor to a theater for a week. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it's very nice. Very, Are and you
0: continue to do that.
1: Well, I did Borgata last week in Atlantic City, and that sold out. I mean, that, that's that was great.
0: I went over the first time so I right. saw that transition was. What's the guy that does in Defense of the Caveman? What's his oh, name?
1: Uh, Rob Becker. Rob Becker, yeah. I Has thought... made fucking millions oh, of man. dollars. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you get a concept going and bang, there you are.
1: Boy, oh boy.
0: So have you written this whole thing designed for an audience like that? I mean... It's
1: it, it works pretty good. The uh Borgata last week it went off at about an hour and twenty five minutes. You use props at all? Yeah, I, I have puppets. No, I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes yes, they have slides I, of you as a I kid. I, I pull a tiger out of my ass. <laughs> you big, should a see A big it. tiger, right? <laughs> it's, it's the one that hurt Roy. They wanted to punish him. They said, go up this man's yeah, ass. They put him away. <laughs> Bad tiger. So, anyways, I'm, I'm booked in August in Florida and it's hot, but. My family also decides they're going to have a family reunion in August. You know, brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, a nice thing. But my sisters know where to go. They have to decide. And they decide Disney World is the best place to be in August. Now, they say it's the happiest place on Earth. But I say (laughs) nay-nay. Not in August, it's not. It's 100 degrees with 95% humidity. What are you doing? it's that hot? Oh, I don't know. Let's take the big man out and walk him. Let's walk the shit out of him. Let's get him up at six in the morning. Kick him till he gets up. Get up, we're going on the Epcot death march today. It's your vacation. My kidneys are failing and they're not even sweating. I'm looking around going, am I the only one that's fucking hot? Is it me? What's wrong with you people? I just I lose my cherub-like demeanor in that in that heat. Have all those characters running around, like you know, Mickey and Minnie and Chip and Dale and Goofy, and you know, they're, they're going, hoo, 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 get the fuck away from me. It's too hot, don't be hanging on me. That's right, Uncle John just knocked out Mickey. Now, look for a sign that says cold beer. The first day at Disney World, I wore jeans. Oh, I was a little chafed. Oh. You could have roasted a chicken in between my thighs. I was burning up inside there. I'll tell you, thank God for that Gold Bond medicated powder. Have you used it? I had that in a holster by the end of the week. I could draw that like Wyatt Earp. And you have to wait an hour and 45 minutes for every ride it seems. Hour and 45 minutes for a ride. I wait an hour and 45 minutes, there better be a buffet at the end of that line. They did have a good buffet at Disney World At the Grand Floridian Oh, I walked in I was like when you wish upon a star Make no difference I went to one of those character buffets You know where they have all the characters Running around like Cinderella And Mickey and Minnie But it was delightful then because it was air conditioning There was a buffet This is a vacation I'm thinking Well, the characters have to stay in those costumes as long as you stay at the buffet. Well, I wasn't leaving. It's hot out there, and I haven't had my omelet yet. Well, the characters got ugly, that's all I can say. Either Chip or Dale gave me the finger. I don't know which one. Mickey walks up to me and goes, get out of here, you fat bastard. <laughs> can they talk like that? I don't think they can talk like that. I don't think that's in the Disney manual is what I'm saying.
0: John Burnett, who <laughs> never met a, a dish he didn't like, he loves to eat, but you hate salads. I don't like salad. Why? What's the matter with oh, it's salad? fucking,
1: I just never learned to eat it. <laughs> I never learned to eat healthy. I, you know, really. I every you know if you look back and how how were you raised we you know meat meat and potatoes every night of the week and I thought we were millionaires. (laughs) Now when we were salad, I go I go. Did Dad lose his job? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Call Grandma; she'll help us. Tell me your favorite.
0: (laughs) We're all of us. You were raised with a lot in a lot of money, right? Your folks were normal.
1: No, you know what I say. I say in um in my act they say uh you know we were i mean we grew up you know poor and not the kind of poor where you go oh we were poor but we never knew it i was sure of it (laughs) and periodically i would talk shit about it (laughs) hey we're poor i just want to let you know that i know <laughs> well
0: what was your favorite dish then? Because when you're poor, there's some no, mom you know, always makes like either goulash or meatloaf. You know what my it.
1: dad, God rest his soul, was an unbelievable cook. Yeah. I mean unbelievable cook. A beef stew, he would sit for hours and make food. And he made the best food he made the best spaghetti sauce and he would put the spaghetti sauce, he would put like chicken wings in there. Ah oh, <laughs> unbelievable.
0: So he had spaghetti meatballs with chicken wings. Oh, and chicken wings. Well, <laughs>
1: I mean, a good old-fashioned Italian sauce. I mean, you pull shit out of there, you don't even know what it is. You, wow. You throw every, you throw pork in there, beef.
0: Okay, we're back in John's It should ch- only
1: be two ladles full of sauce by the time you're done. There's so much meat in there.
0: We're back in John's childhood now. What was yes. John's favorite dinner? When, when said, come and get it, what was
1: it? Um, come on, it shouldn't be hard. Probably um, American chop suey, any kind of pasta. My dad used to make American chop suey. It was unbelievable. It was basically macaroni and hamburger. He's going to cry. It was chili mac.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite dessert from childhood, memories?
1: Oh, anything with cake. Anything. I mean, cake anything. <laughs> cake it's and anything. Good. Cake. Cake was unbelievable.
0: And your favorite cereal? You know, for my up.
1: birthday, people, were, you know, I would go, hey, you fuckers don't want any of this, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: where's theirs?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: What was your favorite cereal?
1: I thought it was my birthday. I'm giving all this shit away. <laughs> uh, what was my favorite cereal? Yeah. Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes. Yeah, anything with sugar. I went to New Orleans uh, three weeks ago. I did a gig for Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Don't uh-huh. oh, dare my people.
0: You um, did a gig for a steakhouse? Yeah, house? it was or? like
1: a, it was a corporate meeting kind of thing.
0: They pay him beef?
1: Damn, my people, they did give me gift certificates, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Well, I told them, I have given at the office. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what what you're paying me, consider it a very large coupon. (laughs) Eventually, you will get this back. (laughs) This, my friends, is money in the bank, which you're giving me tonight for this performance. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I go to New Orleans, and, and I'm not really big on Cajun food. I mean, it's, you know, I, I did New Orleans a few times, and I mean the gas... I mean, that I get from Cajun food. I mean, people are duct-taping their hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm farting out the whole hotel floor. Um, <laughs> the maids won't come in. I mean, it's horrible. But I like those beignets. Do you know about them? Oh, yeah. They're a donut that's only, you can get, you got to get it at the Café du Mans. Down you in got Jackson it, Square. Exactly. You got to right. get it hot. If, you, if it's like a half hour old, it, Becomes not food anymore. Right. But you get them hot, and they put like a bag of sugar with it. Powdered sugar. Sh- it's a bag of sugar. For a dollar fifty, I got three donuts in here. You forgot your bag of sugar. <laughs> Why, thank you. I wouldn't want to forget that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know that place. I lived there for four years. It's right down by where all the artists are.
1: Oh, Cafe Du is world yeah. famous.
0: Yeah. And it shakes the sugar up.
1: You shake it, and it's a bag of sugar. (laughs) I said, this shit is unbelievable. Hey, you forgot, not your packet of sugar. You forgot. I looked like the final scene from Scarface. Do you want to fuck with me? (laughs) Do you want to take my beignets? (laughs) Fuck you. Do you you something? Look at you. You got a donut. You got a crispy Kreme. I got a beignet.
0: What is the city when it comes to food?
1: Uh Chicago is pretty unbelievable.
0: Because of what their pizza? You know,
1: you know what? Chicago just has a lot of great restaurants, and and I do um, and and I mean I've been doing Chicago for ten years, and it's it's uh, just great crowds. But uh, although you know what, I I can't complain about any place that I play. Um, they have this every June. They have this Taste of Chicago. They basically take the front of Lake Michigan, right. and they make it all food. And you know, and I'm calling. Loop? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, t- four hundred thousand people coming to eat. I mean, it is like, <laughs> and it's, you're in the front. It's Woodstock <laughs> with Chicago hot dogs. I mean, it is unbelievable. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come with me, and you'll see. And all around
0: you, people are eating.
1: A world of sheer imagination. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's good shit. I'll do Chicago like in June, and, and I'll uh, you know I'll do like so like a week before the festival, like <laughs> you know the food festival, right? And like the first fifteen minutes of my act will be about that festival.
0: Now you shocked me when you first came in here. You said you're losing weight. I lost a lot of weight. I mean, it was, that's the franchise. What are you stu- doing? No,
1: you know what? The, first of all, I wasn't healthy. I mean, I just didn't feel good, and um, gee, I wonder why. I yeah, mean, no <laughs> shit. I mean, really. So, so how uh, much have you lost? So, but I mean, I'm always be big, but you know, now, uh, now it's. Uh, I go to the gym five days a week. I fucking hate it, but
0: you look different I do than your it. album cover.
1: Oh, I'm a waif model.
0: I can see your eyes and everything. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. I lost a hundred pounds. People are like, did you get a haircut? So you know, you know that you know you have to lose weight when you lose a hundred pounds, and people go, "What's different about you?" <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so I'm on the right track. I
0: can't put my finger on it's, it. Yeah, it's not
1: about size. Well, you're just not going to get just skinny, are you? Healthy. You know what? Not any time this century. <laughs> Yeah. I mean it's just I mean it's a battle I well, mean if have I to could a... get skinny right away I would but it just doesn't seem to happen
0: Nobody, do you want to I mean do you have to wear a fat suit on stage do people expect you to... I don't
1: think that you know what the more that I've lost weight the more that I, you know what and I talk a lot about losing weight uh, I mean what, we're in low carb world now right. Um it's, you know, I, I, I think I talk about things that uh, I've always, you know, especially early on, I've always uh, used my weight. I drew it like a gun on stage. There's no question about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think now a lot of it is basically just real life and and kind of uh, what seem to be my trials and tribulations or my my uh, delusions of trials and tribulations.
0: But you're going to stay somewhat
1: I, I, I believe it ain't coming off real fast, my friend. You're in no hurry. Right? No, no. It well, just you look is, great. I mean, I'm a late-night eater, and, and bottom line is on the road. You know, it's 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 a late-night thing. Cool. You, We're going to see You it. wake up, there's, you know, there's chicken wings everywhere. You don't remember what happened. <laughs> I hate that. I either shot somebody or I ate buffalo wings. <laughs> God, let me find a buffalo wing around here. I got to find out <laughs> Bef- before we
0: end this. Sure. Uh, what about your love life?
1: You know what? I've been on the road like, you know, I go on the road like 35 weeks a year, and it's, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on meeting that special girl. But I'll tell you, it ain't easy mm-hmm. on the road all the time. And I lived in Vegas for a while. Oh, I dated really great girls in Vegas. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're,
0: they're professionals.
1: Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Honey, strip for me again like you did at the club. <laughs> <laughs> John, you're, you're a pleasure.
0: John, but that's been our guest. I really
1: appreciate it.
0: Now, can we get a uh, final goodbye from Ethel Marvin?
1: Okay, it's, uh, well, let's do Ethel Merman singing uh, Strawberry Fields. (laughs) Okay, good. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry Fields. Nothing is real, and nothing to get hung about.
0: Very (laughs) good. Excellent. Thanks, John. The late John Panette, who just left us a few days ago. We hope you enjoyed that. I really enjoyed this company. You're going to miss them dearly. I'm Sonny Fox. Join us next week on the Foxcast for another guest. It'll be a surprise. And, of course, if you like it, tell your friends about it. You can always hear the past episodes at sonnyfox.podbean.com. That's sonnyfox.podbean, dot com. And uh, thanks for listening.